Welcome to Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, the podcast that talks about witches, man-witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and just about everything. Uh, This is another awesome mini-sode, and I've been promised a good story from Jane. (laughs) A good bedtime story, I think is how we phrased it, because it is... um... What, 9.43 now? (laughs) (laughs) Grandma's tired, damn it. She's watched her stories and it's time to go to bed. You're taking your pills. Yeah, actually. You're taking your evening capsule pills. (laughs) I'm looking at my pills because I just took them. (laughs) And I just sorted them out for the week. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm seriously thinking like I take one, maybe two, when that second one is a vitamin for my iron counts. I'm just like, seriously. <laughs> well, I gotta take something for the citric acid. I gotta take something for uh for my my tummy digestion and <laughs> something for my hair health, cause uh mama's hair is growing thin. So like, I take I, one and my kid refers to it. Is that the pill that means no babies? I'm like, yes, honey. <laughs> Smart kid. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah. My name's Linda. <laughs> I'm Jane. You can call me currently no second baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, he wants no a children. sister so badly. Aww. Why don't yeah. you just get a cat and just call it good? Oh, we we're gonna have cats and kids. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that works. Yes, <laughs> y- you can have both. Surprisingly enough, you can have both. <laughs> anyway, you can have it all. <laughs> You've heard it here, girls. <laughs> yeah, that's what they meant by having it all. You can have kids and cats, <laughs> and, and that's pets. it. And maybe a dog. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a dog. Um, so speaking of which, Jenny will be uh, sharing a favorite familiar story with us later. But until then, Jane, what you got for us? Okay, so today I want to talk about the first recorded person condemned for witchcraft and first person burned at the stake for witchcraft. Oh, but damn. By the end of this, you may not only hate the people who killed this woman, but also potentially me. It'll make Uh-oh. sense in a little bit. <laughs> so, Dame Alice Kittler was born sometime in 1263 in the country of Kilkenny, Ireland. Her family was, and I quote, a good Anglo-Norman family of merchants. Ooh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Both hoity and toity. Yes. Now, Alice as I'll call her from here on out, was probably considered well-off, and she appears to have married well on four different occasions, each of her husbands having died during their marriage. (laughs) So she married four times, basically. Uh Uh, There is a quote from the book Irish Witchcraft and Demonology by St. John that I really liked while reading about her. And the quote is... Yeah, light reading. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it it was a short passage. It's like a bunch of little stories about um, Irish witchcraft demonology. This was the short story about her. So, to quote, The lady in question must have been far removed from the popular conception of a witch as an old woman of striking ugliness, or else her powers of attraction were very remarkable, for she has succeeded in leading four husbands to the altar. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was the quote. I was like, well, that's going in. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So 
Uh, here's the thing. Nobody really mentions whether or not she was conventionally attractive or stunning beauty. I will say she married her first husband, William Outlaw. Yes, that's his last name. <laughs> oh. In 1280, which would have made her roughly 17. After that, she married her second husband in 1302, third in 1309, and her last in 1316. Now, one mm. thing nobody seems to mention is when her husbands died. I The only thing we can assume is they died before she married the next one, because bigamy was quite illegal and still is in most countries. <laughs> so uh, the assumption going on is that, yes, these men did die before she married again. Um, the other thing not mentioned is the age of each of her husbands. Um, accounts seem to indicate that each of the men, including her first husband, William Outlaw, um, who she he she would go on to have two children of her own with, all of these men had children from previous relationships or marriages. So mm. there are a couple of unknowns in the story. They may have all been much older than her, and as old age does, take them first. Also, good to remember, this is 1263. Even being rich can't save you from disease and ailments. Or she she may actually have killed them. I mean, it's there's no strong indication either way on what happened, and nobody mm. seems to indicate certain key points that would have made more sense. You know, if one of them fell and broke something, and yeah, you don't know. Ooh. Yeah, I, you don't know. That's the thing. They don't talk about the men. This is the fact that they died. Um, and also their um, positions in life. So their um, jobs. So there are a couple of reasons Alice was accused of witchcraft and why a number of people went along with it. First is that the children from her former husband's previous marriages all suspected that she killed their dads. In fact, her last husband, John Poor, allegedly expressed he believed she was poisoning him before he died. Oh. She could have been. That's why I say it, it's it's really, she could have killed them. That's also a possibility. She, I mean, it does seem to indicate that if she was married to her first husband for almost 22 years, because she married mm. in 1280 and he died and she married her second in 1302, so around that time... I don't know. That seems like a long time to be in a marriage if you're going to kill all the men you're married to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She really liked that one. I don't know. <laughs> if that's the case, again, this is all speculation. Um, we can also look at the fact that she was very wealthy and also a money lender. In fact, her and her second husband, Adam Blunt, um, who was also a money lender, were accused briefly of murdering her first husband, William Outlaw, who was also a money lender. So, yeah, okay. so she may be a murderer or a bunch of people didn't want to pay their debts. Again, who knows? It's the main thing is, um, in the end, along with a handful of her, in quotes, followers, and that's what they use, was followers or oh. um, accomplices. I, I chose followers because <laughs> they kept changing between. I was like, oh, that's a good one. I so, want to have followers. How does one get followers <laughs> or accomplices? <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, Twitter has followers, but I don't think you want that. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, but we do, yeah. we do, we do. Follow us. Follow us. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm bad at marketing. <laughs> so among her followers was actually her son, from William Outlaw, also named William Outlaw. So I'm just going to refer to him as Junior from here on out. So it doesn't confuse it with her first husband. Fair enough. Um, he was also part of the accused. And they were accused of the following. Denying the faith of Christ in the church. Cutting up animals for sacrifice to demons at crossroads. Holding secret nocturnal meetings in churches to perform black magic and undermine overpower the church. Using sorcery and potions to control Christians. Possession of a familiar and murder of husbands. That murder of husbands was literally the last one. 
<laughs> oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> what we care about in this story. <laughs> She's got a familiar. <laughs> oh Lord. So um and this is uh, uh, Richard de Ladrade, uh, the Bishop of Ossory. Um, he will come up later on in history um, because he led this charge against witchcraft. Um, when he was presented with this case, he began actually making this his effort in addressing witchcraft. Uh, he first tried to have Alice arrested, but she, she called on a number of her powerful friends, most likely monetarily powerful, not magic powerful, um, to have um, Ladred arrested instead. And when he was released, <laughs> he probably pissed him off. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you have friends with money, you get shit done. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Almost. Just why she kept marrying moneylenders. And again, she, from what it seems, she came from a, a well-off family. So mm. it would have been expected that she would be marrying well-off as well. So it's, and again, uh, money lenders, it's, hate them as much as you want, but they did give you money. Right. <laughs> so, you can be pissed about the charges. That's a different issue. Um, yeah. When he was released, um, uh, Ladred, Le- uh, he continued trying to have her arrested, trying to argue that secular, and this is um, one of the things he reported to um, the uh, one of the other uh, bishops uh, in the country, uh, that secular power should concede to church wishes. Uh, there was a stalemate in the courts of uh, for months, partly due to um, Alice being related to the chancellor through marriage by her first husband. So Ooh. again, friends in high places. Um, so, but when things were finally able to go through, they, Alice and her followers, were investigated for the following counts. This is what they actually kind of got them on: commune heresy, sacrificing to demons, communing with demons magically excommunicating um using uh usury of the church uh <laughs> making love and hate potions to corrupt christians murdering her past <laughs> husbands and engaging in a sexual affair with a demon oh yeah now a couple yeah. things because this was fun <laughs> this is gonna be a long <laughs> quote which is why i love this story <laughs> because um but this is also where it gets really upsetting <laughs> so be forewarned so that last bullet point has a quote attached to it, and it really needs some context. So part of the reason why the stalemate ended was because a servant of Alice's, who was considered a follower um, as well, was tortured and confessed to witchcraft. The confession included the servant's involvement in six of the seven crimes I mentioned above. Uh, Ladrid retold what the servant said during her confession, and I quote, on one of these occasions, by the crosswords outside the city, she had made an offering of three cocks to a certain demon whom she called Robert, son of art. From the depths of the underworld, she had poured out the cock's blood, cut the animals into pieces, and mixed the intestines with spiders and other black worms like scorpions. I don't know how worms like scorpions. I, that, was, that was one of these where I was like, what? But anyways, You're so right. with, with a herb called... Um, milfoil as well with other herbs and horrible worms he really does like mentioning worms even though he considered <laughs> worms like scorpions he so worms. <laughs> yeah, scorpions. I'm, I'm assuming they was when he was making this he was you know kind of trying to give them more of a demonic look 
She mm-hmm. had boiled the mixture in a pot with the brains and cloths of a boy who had died without baptism and with the head of a robber who had been decapitated. Again, she is really working her ass off to get these things, if that's what it takes. <laughs> My commentary in between the quote. The servant said she had several times at Alice's instigation and once in her presence consulted demons and received answers. She had consented to a pact whereby she would be the medium between Alice and the said Robert, her friend in public. She said that with her eyes, she had seen the aforesaid demon as three shapes in the form of three black men, each carrying an iron rod in the hand. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I had the same thought as you're probably having to. It gets really bad. This apparition happened by daylight before the said Dame Alice, and while the servant herself was watching, the apparition had intercourse with Alice. After this disgraceful act, with her own hand, she, Alice, wiped clean the disgusting place with the sheets from her own bed. And that was the oh. quote from the confession of the servant, as told huh. through this bishop, um, Ladred. And All that's right. what they got her on. <laughs> yes. So this testimony was probably what the whole case was riding on. That's it. That was, that's how they could Wow. Yes. But as I hope a number of us know, gain confessions by ways of torture is wholly unreliable, as most people confess to anything to just make the pain stop. And they don't right. give... They don't give details to what the servant went through, but I'm going to assume that her confession was made under duress with and with none of the confession actually being true. Yeah. So that's so the confession and potential arrest made Alice flee to England, where we lose all record of her. And one Petronella de Mirth, the servant who was tortured to confessing, would later be flogged and burned at the stake for witchcraft. Jesus. And that is why I said, you may hate me at the end. All that is written about Petronella is her confession, execution, and that she had a daughter who fled with Alice. There was Good no Lord. history of her whatsoever. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I played a trick. <laughs> Alice is the one with the backstory. She escapes. There's no, no idea where she went after that. Obviously, I think that by the time she escaped, she would have been like 62, 63. And she disappears with this um, Petronella's child, and Petronella's burned at the stake for being one of the followers. Son of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry well, if that makes you hate me, but at least it makes you hate the people. <laughs> but that's why I did say, I actually prefaced the beginning that I'll talk to you about the first person accused of witchcraft and the first person burnt the stake for witchcraft. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Listening ears are important. <laughs> they, as the teachers tell my kids. <laughs> now, do you want to know how much money actually gets you through stuff? So remember when I said um, her son, William Outlaw, was also accused? Um, he was accused of heresy, usury, perjury, adultery, and clericide, which I thought was funny because I was like, did, did he actually murder a cleric? Like, that... Yeah. That'd be interesting. But he was accused, he would recant, and he was ordered to hear three masses a day and to feed the poor for a year. Really? Yes. 
That kind of sounds current. (laughs) He was at one point um, during Alice's second marriage, he was also the mayor of the town. So of course um, he was, because of course he fucking was. This wasn't this wasn't after she was accused of witchcraft, but this was during the time when they were accusing her and her second husband of murdering her first. But yeah, he was like the mayor, I think, in like 1305. And during that time, she would have been married to her second husband. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. So again, I would like to repeat that three masses a day and defeat the poor for a year (laughs) was his punishment. (laughs) The other woman had been tortured to confess, flogged and burned to death. Naturally. Girl. Yes. And they had no idea where Alice went. Alice disappeared. I, I could hope that she, when she disappeared with, you know, this woman's daughter who was also under accusation, uh, she at least kept this girl safe. But I yeah. don't know. No, no records exist of them after that. There's your story. Good night. Oh, sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I speak for the listeners <laughs> and myself when I say, God damn it, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I live with this. <laughs> I promise I'm with this. The next history, I will try to find something good. <laughs> but you have to realize that a lot of witchcraft and history, not good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's not a happy story. I mean, hell, the, the current history of people accused of witchcraft, also not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> that still happens. <laughs> Uh, yet another episode where we're relying on Jenny to tell us something happy. <laughs> and then the dog died at the end. <laughs> Jenny, we need a good happy bedtime story, please. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Something that's not gonna uh, to remind me of, of our current going goings on. Like something, something happy, please. I was going to make a joke about giving you a blanket that just has like embroidered on it. If I should die before I wake <laughs> and say like, that's what I give to my kid before he goes to sleep. <laughs> but <I don't. laughs> oh, by the way, how much did the, uh, the tooth fairy, uh, determine to be the oh, correct amount? Two golden dollars, which made him very happy. So I am negating the issue of, why didn't my other friends get a $5 bill? It's like, oh no, but you got gold, honey. You got real yes. gold there. Yes. <laughs> That's really awesome. Exactly. Now I just have to hunt down a lot of golden dollars because it turns out it's actually harder to get than I thought it would be. That's <laughs> okay. No big deal. As is Why did my friends parent. get $5? Because deflation, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Times are hard for the tooth fairy, you see. Certain tooth fairies have less income than other tooth fairies. Yes. <laughs> because certain tooth fairies are dumb. <laughs> Don't know what's best for them. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> yep. Good to know, though. <laughs> So, uh, where can the listeners find you? At this point, do they want to find me to hunt me down? Um, Probably, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should omit your (laughs) your location in this one. You can find me making uh, bead ornaments to put in pigs' hairs for decoration purposes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> this is all I want to do And they're all now. willing. They all feel very pretty. 
In fact, it saves them from slaughter. How about that? Does that make you feel better? Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Finally, a happy story. Oh, good lord. (laughs) You're welcome. I've been been sitting on this one for like two weeks going like, oh, I gotta tell this story. (laughs) I read this and you have to understand, the reason why I wrote it like that was because that's kind of how I ended up reading it. I got the woman's name, but it just talked about the case. And I was like, why is it talking about her? I was like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, Jesus. I feel like a piece of shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I need you to understand that I need to make all of you feel like a piece of shit. I kind of feel like they should make a movie out of this. I do wonder if like somebody would go back and um, maybe do some more research on the subject because a lot of this is just taken from other people's short story writings or confessionals from other people. And uh, somebody did create a timeline of the Bishop uh, Ladred, which I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. That's the one I wasn't 100% sure on, like about like his life because he was very much um, gun ho on this persecution which of uh, witches he even has like this another larger story um hmm. of a crime he persecuted and burned i think three women i'd have to look into that again but yeah he was he was kind of prolific in that time period and not something you want to be prolific on <laughs> doing it for god linda yeah. for god for what he believed god <laughs> that he believed in wanted (laughs) death or cake (laughs) god damn it (laughs) well thank you Jane. (laughs) oh you don't have to thank me (laughs) i know where i'm going (laughs) you will be hearing from jane again when we discuss the little mermaid next week so yay Yes, yay. <laughs> now cheer us up, Jenny. Damn it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Hello, this is Gorham. And I'm Reginald Tessel White. And we're from the, the Friends, Friends and Players, Players Podcast. Podcast. Do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Do you like pop culture references? Do you like listening to idiot blowhards running around in circles accomplishing nothing? Then do we have the show for you. Listen to Friends and Flayers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other major podcast platforms. And if you do drop by, be sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And I'm back with Jenny the Reptile Wrangler. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny, we really need something happy. Um, Well. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to just make us sadder? Um, Somewhat, but there is a a bright side to it. Um. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Tell me a happy story, Jenny. (laughs) Even if you have to make stuff up. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, there was no extinct animals and everybody lived. Okay. Um, Yay! Okay. Except not. Okay. So today we're going to learn about Lonesome George. And he is a peanut island uh, tortoise. 
oh. from the Galapagos Islands. He was actually from the, um, Pinta, which is one of the uh, islands. Um, he uh, was one of the last of his subspecies. Um, unfortunately. No, no, unfortunately, no. No, we're good. Okay. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Next week, we'll be talking about the movie version of Stardust. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> okay, go ahead and down uh, get bring us the downer. Sorry. <laughs> Kind of. Now I kind of feel bad, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, in 2012, on uh, June 24th, Lonesome George was found in his corral at the tortoise center on uh, his island, um, which he actually moved to the Santa Cruz Island, uh, oh. which has a... How about we back up just a bit before I get to the terrible bad news but i'll allow uh, it um basically for a long time um they were trying to find this tortoise which is the pinta tortoise um mm -hmm. and they thought for the early part of the 20th century there was none of them because the island um some fishermen released goats on the island mm -hmm. which ended up eating all the ve vegetation and their ha so basically their habitat oh. got just destroyed. And there's also was f uh, fishermen who wanted um, basically any kind of meat, so they would hunt the tortoises. So oh. between these two, they got over uh, hunted, and their habitat was destroyed. Good lord. Um, and then in yeah, this isn't a happy story, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> but then in 1971 um i am gonna totally butcher this name because it's hungarian and i believe in you joseph van Vogelen. sure um us was studying snails on the pinta island and he saw the tortoise lonesome george and he was one of the um, they believe the uh, only tortoise that um, was on the island, and they were going. So they ended up taking him to the tortoise center on Santa Cruz for to protect him and to possibly breed him. Um, with like uh, they were gonna try to find a breeding partner in any other like zoos or anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. They ended up trying to breed him with a similar breeded uh, a tortoise, uh, like to mate female tortoise, but the tortoises ended up being, uh, the eggs, I'm sorry, ended up being infertile, so yeah. No! <laughs> I feel so bad! <laughs> Damn it, Ginny! <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then um uh, he was named after a comedian though, um George Gobble, um who has known himself as Lonesome George. So that's a little fun fact. Uh Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying, Linda. <laughs> 
upside in all this? <laughs> okay. Well, they got rid of the goats uh, in 2003 to help the remaining uh, giant tortoises on the island to be, um, you know, protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last goat was fi- uh, finally eliminated, which makes it sound like they might own thing, but from other sources I read, they were just transferring them to my other places. But uh, that happened in 2003, and um, they called it Project Isabel, which is after another um, island of the Gal- Galapagos. But they were just kind of focusing on all the major islands there just to help them um, reading. So, yeah, um, as I mentioned before, in 2012, Melissa George was found dead in his corral um he was more than a hundred years old um they believe he died from cardiac arrest so it was nothing that uh you know anybody really did it was just kind of natural causes um he ended up uh being frozen as soon as they could because they wanted to preserve him to uh eventually use taxidermy um Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say, like, to preserve his DNA or something. And... Oh, God. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they ended up, uh, a, about a year later, ended up sending him to New York. Actually, no. They ended up sending him to Woodland Park, New Jersey, where there was a taxidermist who worked on him and then they ended up sending him to the um national uh the america museum of natural history where mm-hmm. uh chair on me was also oh. yeah so i thought that was really cool yay connection <laughs> <laughs> to a happier time <laughs> um he's not there anymore um it was only like a short exhibit um and then he went back to uh to uh woodland park new jersey mm. which at first i got excited about woodland park because i was like what he went to the zoo i know because yeah we listeners a- we have a woodland park zoo uh in seattle and I was just like, what? When, when did this happen? And why did I miss this? Lies. Uh, <laughs> but no, I guess there's a Woodland Park, New Jersey. I guess. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I stole it. <laughs> and uh, so he ended up going back to, like I said, back to get more taxidermy and he was on display there um for a while and in this studio because he had other works there too because he's a you know a really good taxidermist and they ended up getting more molds because ecuador was having um there was actually a debate about where uh lonesome george final resting places because the Galapagos um, center wanted to take him back but the government of Ecuador said no he should go to our uh, city um, mm. main city where he'll be seen like by the more people and but he did eventually go back to uh, 
the Galapagos Islands, where he's now resting. Uh, but the there is a bright side. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> um. Well, they think there might be some relatives. Yay! Um. They found uh, some people with his genetic genes and on the island, so they possibly think that there might be an. There might be a possible another Pinta. A tortoise around mm. because you know he was at the center for like 40 years so it's you know he it's not him that could have done this but there was like some hybrids that uh were found with the same genetics and um this was they were find found about six months after um he, oh. he passed away so um they said they found about 17 hybrid horses with the combinations of the Pinta genes huh? on the nearby beat by Island of Isabel. So, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's something, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's not my fault some goats were released on the island and, you know totally thanks humans sorry guys <laughs> yeah thanks humans <laughs> oh well thank you for the story <laughs> God. Well, when he was alive he was like considered one of like the rarest animals out there because you know they considered him like you know the last subspecies and he kind of brought a lot of um light to extinction and conserving these species you know and as you know the galapagos islands with like charles darwin and all that right it's a very important you know it was a very important island everything so i think even though they um even though he did end up passing away they're still doing a lot of work with uh there's actually a foundation called the Galapagos Conservancy, and they have a giant tortoise rest- restoration initiative, which helps with tortoise breeding and repopulating the islands where tortoises went extinct. And they restore, yeah, they're just trying to restore all the tortoises on the islands and make sure there's no more conflicts with humans. Well, yay! Yeah, um, we'll have to find like uh, like a the conservancy uh, link to give to people so yeah, they can. Yeah, of course, because that's where I got a lot of this information when I was researching Lonesome George, and like they really like talked about mm-hmm. his legacy and all the journey he went through. I mean, it took, like, it was, like, a, before he came back to the Galapagos Islands, he was out for, like, five years because they were just working really hard to just conserve him, and um, they wanted people to see him in, like, New York and at the, um, in Woodland Park. So, I mean, it's good that he came back home, but um, I just couldn't believe, 
they all kind of just like there was like a grand opening event when he came back um home Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just thought it was really great like he was just like you know wow well yeah i'm seeing the on their website where they're saying that the um they located a, a tortoise with Pinta jeans. So, yay. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, see. <laughs> Silver lining, I guess. Yeah. Um, and listeners, if you want to check that out, it's galapagos.org forward slash uh, conservation slash. Um, well, you could just go to conversa- uh, conservation and take it from there. It's a. Uh, uh, Galapagos is G-L-A-P-A-G-O-S, and that's .org forward slash conservation. Yeah. And, and we'll have it on our social medias, too. And they also work to um, help other species, too, like sharks. They also, and, you know, um, just any other species that were, that are near the, in the area. And I th- believe you can also adopt a species Aww. if you want to donate. You could adopt like a sea lion, or oh. you can also adopt a tortoise. And one They're, of my uh, favorite animals uh. is the blue-footed booby. And <laughs> I just, excellent. Uh, I I just love them so much. I I love the name. I just is it a bird? I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. With blue feet, and it's just it's the most like strangest animal ever but and and the name like came from the word bobo which means clown and it's just like mm-hmm. i just love it i just uh i just yeah <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you heard it here jenny loves the boobies <laughs> <laughs> yeah more than you know listeners more than you know <laughs> why are like why are boobs like so uh like connected with like bird names and like bird words oh, yeah like, like tit mouse i know that's a bird right yeah tit i think yeah, yeah. and um hooters because the house like really like what is the deal like boobs have nothing to do with birds you guys <laughs> ask our friends uh over at origin of speakseas where the hell did all these boob uh synonyms come from (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh looking at the galapagos uh conservancy website and they've got a a picture of a giant tortoise um of course for their giant tortoise restoration initiative and (laughs) it's just making me think of the um giant turtle tortoise character in the never-ending story (laughs) (laughs) and i just keep thinking about it oh i gotta watch that again yeah (sighs) i I don't know i just love tortoises too just just like it's just kind of like you know there's just something like i don't know calming i guess about them they're just nice cool you know (laughs) they seem pretty like laid back yeah like it just you know chill and eat like Maybe Except I'm for part when they're having sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, if you haven't uh, seen it already, you gotta check out the video of turtles having sex. <laughs> they make the funniest noise. It's like, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I love 
love it. Oh my god. Uh, There's this uh okay, this is gonna be a little off a tangent, but it's similar. Oh yeah, I don't ever do those. Uh yeah. Uh <laughs> those are forbidden. <laughs> um so uh there's this radio sto- show and they uh, they have like an you know most radio shows have like a morning program and mm-hmm. they <laughs> I know which one they, you're talking about. Yes. They have like a weird stories thing. Yes. Segment, and then at the end it's like and that's the to like as their closer like outro they're like this is the sound of a turtle humping a shoe yes! <laughs> and that's where i first heard it yeah. on that radio program yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh my god oh yeah yeah i i used to listen to that all the time too yeah that's my morning work <laughs> oh man well Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, yeah. at least. I mean, it may not be a really happy story, but, you know, we got to talk about boobs and we <laughs> talked about turtle sex. Yeah. I mean, you know, if that's not upbeat, I don't know what the hell is. <laughs> <laughs> boobs, everybody. <laughs> And so I guess now's the time where I say, please uh, help us out by listening, subscribing, rating, and reviewing Bedknobs and Broomflicks, uh, especially on Apple, Apple Podcasts, if I can say it. And over on Podchaser, it helps us immensely, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that helps other people discover us and uh, helps us with the downloads. And which, you know, eventually that leads to support and we can all use that. Um also, um, I would like to say thank you for uh, to all those who have put in a review. We really, really appreciate it. When you're searching for us, uh, you probably already know because, I mean, here you are. But uh, Broomflix is B-R-O-O-M-F-L-I-C-K-S. Uh, remember, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at, at Broomflix. You can also find us on Instagram and uh, you can also write to us at broomflix at gmail.com. We love correspondence. Uh, you can find me on the weekly podcast, Cage's Kiss, the Nicolas Cage podcast. And uh, Jenny, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at jennaquill.com. Um, you can hear me complain and talk about hockey. Uh, that's pretty much hockey it. And boobies. <laughs> Um, and that's at J-E-N-A-Q-U-I-L it's like NyQuil but Jenniquil yeah (laughs) Uh, I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for letting us use their awesome song Compass Uh, go check out their music it's awesome and uh, you'll be hearing from us next week when we cover the movie version of Stardust. And in two weeks, you'll be hearing from Jenny again Yay! with another awesome heroic animal. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Until then, what's that got to do with my knob? <laughs> <laughs>